Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Go with me to Matthew 8 tonight. We want to continue with this that we started Sunday evening on the dimension of faith. And uh, uh, I was uh, going to wait to minister this series, and uh, it got so big in me, there was no way to wait. Uh, Matthew chapter 8, and we, we read this beginning the other night, and we'll read it again. This is when Jesus was uh, dealing with the, the centurion, and verse 8 says, the centurion answered, well, let's, 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 Go from verse 6. He, he came to Jesus and he said, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof. But speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Now, I made the statement Sunday evening that, that especially in our circles, you know, we even sing a song called your word is enough and the word is enough don't misunderstand what i'm saying but you'll hear that a lot i need no other evidence than what the word says the word is enough but the next verse starts with four this is why he understood that the word was enough if you don't understand the authority contained in your spirit you cannot understand why the word is enough All right, I've, I've got to know what I have been dealt in the terms of authority before I can understand and comprehend correctly why the word is enough. Notice what he said, for I'm a man under authority and I having soldiers under me and I say to this man, go. Now, I'm emphasizing this. I say, go. And what happens? He goes. I say to another, come. And what happens? He comes. I say to another, do this. And what does he do? He does it. Is that right? Now, notice three times he said, I say. I don't think it's a coincidence that three times here, this man that understood authority and faith said, I say three times, and in Mark 11, Jesus told us that we say three times. It's not the number three. It's, there's, just a, there's just a connection, all right? And notice, when Jesus heard, he marveled and said, truly, I say, I've not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. So notice, Jesus connected this man's understanding of faith or of authority, with faith. Faith and authority go hand in hand. If you're going to operate faith, you're going to operate authority. If you're going to operate authority, you're going to do it by faith. Because you got to speak to the mountain and believe the mountain moved when it doesn't look like it moved. Because Jesus didn't say, speak to the mountain and tell it to be removed and it would be readily visible that day that it moved. What's your job? Speak. Right? Speak. Words. Wor- I'm getting ahead of myself, but I, I need to for a minute. Words. The words you spoke today are going to work all night. Now hear me. And they're going to work all day tomorrow. And they're going to work all day the next day. But here's the thing. Whether they were right words or wrong words, they're still working. Right? 
There are people that go to bed saying, I don't know what we're going to do. Nothing's working out. Everything's going wrong. And then they, they finally fall off to a fitful sleep. And those words worked all night to make sure nothing went right for them. You see what I'm saying? Well, why did those words work that way? Because they have authority to have what they say. And you will have it, whether you want it or not, because of the authority that you possess and the right you have as a human being on this planet to speak those words. I have a right to speak death into my life if I want. There are people that have committed suicide with their words. They've killed themselves with their words. And God let them do it, and they had a God-given right to do it. But there are also people that have saved their life with their words. That's us. That's us. I say, that's us. There are people under the sound of my voice, you have ran disease out of your body with your words. There are people, you've ran poverty out of your life with your words. Hallelujah. There are people, you've, you've ran divorce out of your life with your words. I say it, and it does what I say. Oh, hallelujah. Do, do you see this? I say go, and he goes. I say do this, and he does it. I tell another one to come, and he comes. Amen. And, and, and the devil, don't, he don't, he's not going to like this message. And that's all right. Right? Because he, the Bible said you resist him, and he's got to flee. Is that what it says? Well, you don't resist like this. You resist with this. No, 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 no. That's not happening. That's, that's, that's not how it's going to be. You answer that. He has no answer. The devil cannot speak creative words. He's got to get you to speak words to create. Because he has no authority, especially over us. No authority. All authority that he had is taken away. It's, it's gone. He doesn't have it. It doesn't exist. So he's got to use the person that has the authority of words to speak his will into our life. If you won't agree, he can't get anything done. Glory to God. Just say that out loud. Say, I don't agree with the devil. Tell it again. Say, I don't agree with the devil. I agree with God. What, what we've done in the church so often is talk so much about battling the devil and battling demon spirits and spiritual warfare. And most Christians don't even know what spiritual warfare is. They have no concept. When Jesus was in the desert, Jesus wasn't, I demand, I demand, I demand. Turn these stones in the bread. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Amen? Let's take him up on the pinnacle of the temple. Throw yourself down, for it's written, the angels have been given charge over you, they'll, they'll bear you up. No, 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 it's also written, and it's presently on record, that you shall not tempt the Lord your God. Is that right? Is that right? I'll give you all the kingdoms of the world that you see if you'll just bow down and worship me. Uh, no, it's written, and it's presently on record, that uh, uh, you shall worship the Lord your God, and him only shall you serve. And the devil left him for a season. Is that right? People say Jesus ran him off. Jesus' words ran him off. Jesus gave us a blueprint in the wilderness of how we're supposed to exercise our authority. He didn't threaten the devil. He just told him what to do. Angels do not have the authority of words that we have. Think about this. Jude, 
when it says, when Michael the archangel was disputing with Satan over the body of Moses, that he did not bring a railing accusation against him, but he said, the Lord rebuke you. Why didn't Michael just tell the devil, I have authority over you, move on? Who's the authority been given to? Not to the angels. And he said, the Lord rebuke you. You got to deal with the Lord. Do, do you see what I'm saying? But the Bible says in the book of Psalms, remember what it says? It says, what is man that you are mindful of him? What is the son of man that you visited him? You've made him a little lower than God. And given him dominion over all the works of your hands. So now, don't wonder why when you say it, it goes. God created every. God created the firmament. Th think about this. <laughs> I get it. God created the earth and the firmament. Then He created man. Then He created time. Then He created everything from the earth that man was going to have dominion over. But he created man first. Adam was not birthed in this earth. Adam was birthed in eternity. We'll read this in a minute. It says God made that he placed the man that he had made in the garden. But it says that God made the man. He said let us make man in our own image. In our likeness. And let them have dominion. Over the beast of the field and the fowls of the air and the fish of the sea and every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth. See, young ladies, you got authority over creeps. <laughs> Glory to God. Oh, don't be creeping around here. But here, here's the point. Here's the point. Then it says God formed the man out of the dust of the earth. But he made man the previous chapter. He had to make a body for him to be in in the earth to exercise authority. You understand what I'm saying? Adam that he had created in his image filled the form that God made out of the dirt. Your body is made out of dirt, but your spirit is 100% God. The, what I'm seeing tonight as far as your body is not you. That is the form that you are in. You have a mouth to talk. You have vocal cords to speak. You have the ability of words to exercise authority. Oh, hallelujah. I'm created in the image of God. You're created in the image of God. you got to talk about that. When the enemy starts coming against who you are in Christ, the first thing out of your mouth ought to be, I'm created in the image of God himself. Amen. 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 The enemy, the enemy even in the garden, knew something. He had to, ha he had to, he had to commit a rear attack. On Adam and Eve. Because had he confronted them front in, 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 from the front. Had he confronted them. And they had used their authority. We would still be talking about his demise. Am I helping you? Genesis 2.19. It says that the Lord God. Whew, I got a lot in me about this. I'm telling you, we're going somewhere. We're, we're going somewhere. Our building's close. Our airplane's close. Amen. We will sit in that new building. We will have all the classrooms we need. We will have everything that we need in the name of Jesus. I will fly in and out of Little Rock, Arkansas in a Cessna 421C Golden Eagle paid for. Amen. It's, it's, it's not just about having a plane. God will bless you as far as he can with the equipment you have. But when he decides to have you do more 
you got to believe for more. And the way you believe for more is you got to talk more. You got to call more. The way you get anything out of the faith dimension is decree it, call it, and say it. You got to decree a thing, you got to call for it, and you got to say it. Glory be to God. Say y'all loud on a Wednesday. I know. You wouldn't want it any other way. Genesis 2.19, out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, and brought them to Adam. Now, I think it's interesting. The center column reference maybe of your Bible says the man. Because this is so interesting to me. When it says God created man, ish. Ish, the man. That's how, that's how the original refers to him. There is a distinction between the horse and the man. The man had the authority. There, it wasn't a horse till Adam called it a horse. It wasn't an elephant till Adam called it an elephant. God didn't call it an elephant and then say, Adam, this is an elephant. And Adam went, elephant. I said, no, I didn't know. He brought it to the man to see what the man would call it. Oh, God. He brought the animals to the man that had been given authority and dominion to see what he would call them. That word, when it says the word call, it means to call out, to address by name, or to pronounce. To call out, to address by name, or pronounce. What you call it is what you're naming it. What you're calling your situation is what you're naming it. Amen. What'd you say? The, the, the definition again. Yes, ma'am. Praise the Lord. The word call means call out, address by name, or pronounce. Hallelujah. Blessed is a name. I name myself blessed. Healed is a name. I call myself healed. Joyful is a name. You, you name it, whatever it is. When you call it, you're naming it. You're pronouncing something on that thing. You understand that? When you say things like, I am more than a conqueror, you're not just quoting a scripture, you're naming yourself. See, I tell one to go, and he goes. I say I'm a conqueror, so I'm a conqueror. You got to begin to act like what you're saying and not what you're seeing. Because what you're seeing will respond to what you're saying. Hallelujah. Try that out right now. Say, what I'm seeing will respond to what I'm saying. Now, now here's the thing. If you're agreeing with what you're seeing, you're just going to see more of it. If, if, if you're saying what you're seeing, you're just going to see more of it. Amen. Oh, that child of mine, they're just a heathen. They just, dear Lord, they're just, it's worse. It's worse today than it was yesterday. Every day it's worse. I just pray the Lord give me strength to get through it. But I thought the Bible said that great would be the peace of my children. Now, I'm, this is not a gotcha message. We all got to do this. But if the Bible said the peace of my children would be great, why am I running around talking? They had dramacidal, major drama island at that house. The Bible said great would be the peace of your children. It said all of your children would be taught of the Lord. Is that right? It said the promise of salvation was to you and to your children. 
right? Well, they're not saved. Mm, I tell one to go and he goes. So, okay, they're not saved. That's what you're naming them. Well, you know what I mean. Mm, No, I don't. I can only tell what you mean by what you say. If you don't mean what you say, quit saying it. Boy, you hear that? A great calm. Well, you know, you know what I mean, Pastor, is, 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 you know, they're just not living right. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. The atmosphere, the angels, the devils, they don't know you didn't mean what you said. I'll tell you what changed my life years ago, probably 30 years ago now. Well, 29 years ago, 28. My wife and I found, I don't know, did we find it by the dumpster or we found it in a doctor's office, I thought. And, and, and it was the doctor's magazine. We stole it. It was a Concepts of Faith magazine by Charles Caff. Charles Caff's the one that introduced us to the Word of Faith. And he had a, a, a tape series offer in there on Faith, Law of the New Covenant. Two CDs, three CDs for $10. And so we saved up the $10 and, and, and got those tapes. And on those tapes, one whole tape was on the power of your words where your faith is concerned. And, of course, that's no, no surprise Charles Caps was teaching on words. But he told, used an illustration there. He said the angels are hardwired to respond to what you say. And he said, you take a guy that walks through his basement and looks at his hot water heater. And says, boy, I hope that hot water heater don't blow up one day and burn this house down. Because if it blew up, it'd just burn this house to the ground. He said, now he's got angels around him. He's got angels around his house. And he said, one day that hot water heater blows up and burns that house to the ground. And the angels stand around going, let her burn. And he said, somebody will say, why would they allow that? Because the man in authority said, one day this house is going to burn down because that hot water heater is going to blow up. Tell you what, one of these days this car I'm driving is just going to strand me beside the road. We'll remember that when we come to pick you up. Hallelujah. Am I helping you? Name yourself. Name yourself. I'm wise. I'm strong. I'm healthy. I have wisdom. I have understanding. Amen. I have perfect knowledge of every situation that comes my way. I'm never at a deficit for wisdom or understanding or knowledge. You got to say that. Hallelujah. People say, what do you think about this? And even if I don't know, I'll go, I understand. The Lord told me years ago, three things to never say again. I can't, I don't know, and I don't understand. He said, never say those things again. Well, pastor, what if I don't know? You have access. You have a divine genius on the inside of you. Let me hurry. What arrives out of the faith dimension is what you've called for. If you haven't called for it, it's not coming. God does not just randomly bless you. Sometimes he blesses you in spite of you. Because I've learned something. God will look for any opportunity to get you something from the slightest use of your authority. Oh, hallelujah. You only receive out of the faith dimension what you call for. It's there. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 says there are things that God has made ready that are waiting on us. But I've got a call for it. Calling is intentional. Faith is operated intentionally. You don't accidentally use your faith. That's why somebody will say something, they'll go, ooh, I didn't mean that. They did. 
Because words are intentional. Amen. Hallelujah. Have you ever thought something and started to say it and you thought, hmm, I can't do that? Amen. Well, praise God, the safety was on your gun. <laughs> right? <laughs> if you're not receiving what you want, you need to change what you're calling for. Good things don't just happen. Good things happen because people in authority call for it. That's why you don't apologize for what God does for you because you called for it. You're, you're in authority. You know, I'm, I'm different than a lot of people. I believe in the free enterprise system. I am a capitalist. I hope I have some other capitalists in here. All right? If, if, if you're not, we'll pray for you. But, but here's the thing. I have no problem with a person with a high position in a corporation having a Mercedes and living in a nice home and having a great benefit package. The position gives him access to that. Well, I, believe, I believe everybody just ought to have the same piece of the pie. So if all of us have nothing, you're okay with nothing? You see what I'm saying? If the position demands it or requires it or affords it, there's nothing wrong with having it. I've been given the ability to call into my life not just what I need, but what I desire. What would make life livable. What would make life good. That's that life and life more abundantly. Is that right? I can call for it. When you go home tonight, don't look at your house and call it something negative. Look at your house and say, Lord, this is a blessed home. Father, this, this is the nicest house on the block. Thank you. Thank you, Father. My house is paid for in Jesus' name. Amen. We had a home in, in DeSoto, Kansas, our first home that we'd ever bought. And you know what I always said about that home? It's the prettiest house on the street. This is the prettiest house on the street. And you know people were forever coming and upgrading our home. Painting it. Taking the windows out. Putting new windows in. Put a new fence around the backyard. Built me a beautiful two-story two, two deck. Had two levels on it. Forever. Coming in and giving us great deals on new carpet. Hardwood floor in the kitchen. We were always talking good about that house. I drove by it the other day, and I looked at it, and I said, you still the prettiest house on this block. <laughs> Amen. I don't, I don't know what the owner calls it, but I, I, I'm not going to change what I'm calling it. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Don't go to your job and talk about how you hate it, how that job's such, that job's such a chore. That job, oh, this job. If, if I could get another one, I wouldn't be working here. Well, see, you're shooting yourself, you're shooting yourself in both feet. Because you said you can't get another one and you don't like the one you got. You are of all men most miserable. Amen. Job 22. Job 22. We got to understand this. Because this, this is the key. I got about 20 minutes. I'm going to try to get it all in. Job 22, 28. Now, be, be, before we read this, I want you to understand that, that I realize this is Eliphaz the Temanite that's speaking, and, and much of what he said was wrong because he was accusing Job of, of living wrong. But even though they're speaking wrong things, they say things that are true. And he says, concerning Job and concerning us, you shall also decree a thing, and it will be established to you, and the light will shine upon your ways. The Amplified Bible says, you shall decide. Now think about that. So I got to think about what I'm going to decree. You will decide and decree a thing, 
and it will be established for you, and the light of God's favor will shine upon your ways. Decide and decree it. One meaning for that word decree is to separate, to cut off, separate, cut off, divide. Hallelujah. So that means there are things I can separate from my life by my decree. Mm. Hallelujah. I separate sickness from my house. Every day I separate sickness from my house. Hallelujah. Separate it from my kids. Well, does it work? Well, we're not sick. You got, you got to do that. Right? Don't empower disease by the authority of your words. Come here, honey. Come here, honey. Let me give you this. Don't want you to get sick. That pill's not going to keep them from getting sick. If pills stopped us from getting sick, there are more pills prescribed in America now than there has ever been. We'd be the most healthy generation ever. Pills don't make you well. They mask symptoms. Your words will keep you well. Say it out loud. My words keep me well. Now, I know this may be elementary. That's why you don't run around talking about how you're diabetic. Your high blood pressure. Your heart problem. You are deciding that you have diabetes. And you're decreeing that you have diabetes. You can stand in every prayer line from now till Jesus comes. And you're going to keep diabetes. Because you decided it was yours. Amen. When you start decreeing something else, God will start giving you answers. Hallelujah. Right? Yeah, Pastor, I, I have a heart problem. You know, it's there. Okay, it might be there. Don't own it. Don't take ownership of it. Take ownership of your healing. I see what the doctor said, and I don't deny it, but I'm healed. I have a strong heart. My heart beats with the rhythm of life. Amen. My resting heart rate is anywhere between 60 and 75 beats per minute. I am healed in my heart in the name of Jesus. I can walk. I can run. I can do whatever I need to do. My heart beats with the rhythm of life. That's what you're declaring. See, it's not just a positive statement. Your heart was created for you by God. I have the authority to keep it in perfect shape. Is that right? I decide and I decree. Right? I say, I decide and I decree. My mind is sharp. Amen. My memory is laser sharp. I have a, I have a great memory. But what do you hear people saying? Oh, I can't remember anything. You know what they say, after you're 40, the mind's the first thing to go. <laughs> right? You hear people joking like that? You know what they say. <laughs> it's not funny. It's not funny because that's like putting a gun to your head. The power of life. That's not what it says. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Is that what it says? It doesn't say the power of life and death is in the tongue. It says death and life are in the power of the tongue. So you can bring death by the tongue or you can bring life by the tongue. So it's not just negative and positive. Your mouth is like a loaded gun. And when you fire a bullet out of a real firearm, that bullet has no conscience. And it's not going to deviate from the path you fired it. When you speak words, your words have no conscience. And when you speak words of death, those words set about to kill whatever you spoke death over. 
and they have no conscience. They will do it. It's, it's a loaded gun. But when you speak life, those words go about to produce life in that situation. Am I making sense? So you got to decide, I'm going to speak life. Amen. In Genesis 1, now I'm, I'm going to paraphrase this for the sake of time because there's something I've got to get to. Uh, God created all the, the, the beast of the earth. He created Adam in the image of God with authority and dominion over all that God had created. Then God spoke the blessing over Adam and God spoke authority and dominion over Adam. The blessing is the container of our authority. He blessed him and said. So when it says he blessed him and said, this is what was contained in the blessing. Be fruitful, multiply, have dominion over the earth, subdue it, right? Then in Genesis 2.19, he formed every animal and bird out of the ground that he had given Adam authority and dominion over. When Adam fell, God did not take that authority back. That's something that I think sometimes people miss. God didn't take the authority back. You can read that account and you will not see where God said, you no longer have authority and dominion over the earth. Adam still had the authority of words. I, I, I can prove that to you from scripture because of what scripture tells us about words and the power of words in the Bible in the Old Testament right and at, at, at the Tower of Babel in Genesis the Lord said I got to go down and I got to confound their languages because if as long as they're one language there's nothing that's impossible to them we just quoted the scripture uh, death and life are in the power of the tongue. That's in the Old Testament. The Bible says in the book of Proverbs that the mouth of a righteous man is a well of life. It says in Proverbs, a man will eat good by the fruit of his lips. It also says the man that keeps his mouth keeps his life. It's the power of your words. God never took that authority of words away. Adam was now under the curse because he had given lordship to Satan. But God, had God taken authority away from man, you see what I'm saying? Then a man could not have come and gotten it back. God would have had to given it back. Jesus did not come back and God give him back authority. Jesus came and died and defeated the one that had the authority and it came back to its rightful owner. God, Jesus set the books straight and Adam did not have a moral right to give away his authority. He had a legal right. Jesus came back and settled the legal problem and the moral problem. And then, then he sat down at the right hand of the Father with that authority that before he left the earth, he gave to us. That's why there's a man in the Godhead. Because men hold the authority. You, you understand? There's a man in the Godhead that's responding to your prayer of authority. When you say, in the name of Jesus, you've just entered into the authority realm, and you've just entered into the faith dimension, and the Father responds to the one that has the authority to the point that Jesus said, if he doesn't have what you're asking for, he'll make it. He'll create it. Your authority extends all the way to the throne of heaven. 
That's why there are no arguments in the throne room of heaven. I'm going to help you, and, and, and you can do whatever you want to do with this. When you start hearing people preach about the courtroom of heaven, you better get away from them. You better throw that book away and don't listen to that garbage. There is no legal battle going on in heaven. The devil is not arguing with God over you. The devil cannot enter heaven. He cannot enter God's throne room. The utensils of worship have been cleansed with the blood of Jesus. And there's no one more defiled than the devil. He, he is sin personified. He cannot enter into God's presence. He's been cast down. He's time bound. He doesn't have access to heaven. Well, he's the accuser of the brethren. He's been cast down. Who does he accuse the brethren to? The brethren. He accuses the brethren to the brethren. He accuses you to you. Glory to God. That's better shouting than you. That's better preaching than you're shouting about. That's good news. Right? Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. And then he gave it to us. And isn't it interesting? The first thing he said when he said that in Matthew was he said, so go, cast out devils. <laughs> isn't that right? Cast them out. Use your authority and get rid of them. Glory to God. And there's a man at the right hand of the Father that still has that authority. Just because Jesus gave you the authority does not mean he didn't retain his authority. He has that authority at the right hand of the Father. He is the only one that has the authority to judge. The Bible says there will come a day that the Father will turn that the Father has put all judgment into the hands of the Son. Every believer that has been born again will stand before the one with the authority to judge them. The world has no authority to judge us. The devil has no authority to judge us. Jesus is the only one that can judge us, and he's already passed judgment and called you righteous and holy and sanctified and called you a child of God. You've already been judged. God's child. And there isn't a solitary thing the devil can do about it. Unless you use your words to agree with him. I'm not doing it. I say I'm not doing it. Now you, 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 I, I want you to take this right. But I want you to understand, I don't care if you committed the biggest sin in the world yesterday. Don't you dare call yourself a sinner. Well, you know, Pastor, you know, I sin, but after all, we're all sinners. You're about to make another big one. When you miss the mark, get up. Go back into the presence of God. Confess your wrongdoing. And then declare out of your mouth, I've been cleansed from all unrighteousness. And you stand before God just as pure as the day you were born again. And God doesn't remember it against you. God doesn't remember it. And he didn't, he didn't take your authority. He didn't put your authority on pause for a month because you missed the mark. There's nobody in here that hasn't missed the mark. We are progressively getting better every day of our lives. And the things of God are getting greater in our lives. The blessing is flowing stronger. The goodness of God is better now than it's ever been. We are the people of God in the earth. Glory to God. That's, 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 where, that's part of your authority. I have authority over sin. Sin shall not have dominion over me. Isn't that what the Bible says? Act like that. Act like sin has no authority and dominion over you. Well, I don't want to fail again. Dear God, quit using your words like that. I don't want to fail. What you're saying is you're, you feel like you're going to fail. Start saying, I have authority over sin. I have dominion over sin. Sin has no place in me. I do not willfully sin in the name of Jesus. I don't desire to sin. I have the nature of God on the inside of me. 
I'm a new creature in Christ Jesus. That sin nature died on the cross with Jesus Christ. I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I live, I now live through the faith of Jesus Christ who died and gave himself for me. I am a ruling, reigning, authority, live-given child of the living God. Hallelujah. That's, that's what the Word says. Don't you call yourself anything else. That's what the Word says. Oh, Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. Do you see that? I say, do you see that? Hallelujah. 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 I just feel like I'm in the dark. You once were darkness, but now you are light in the world. Walk as children of light. Walk as children of light. He didn't say walk like you feel. He said walk like what you are. I'm a child of light. I'm a child of the living God. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, don't, don't you even, don't you even nod the devil's direction. When you walk around the devil, you walk, you walk around him with your head held up and your shoulders thrown back. He's the one that's defeated. He's the one that lost everything. He's the one that, that lost in mortal combat in hell to our elder brother Jesus Christ. He's the one that is defeated and under our feet. Don't you bow to the devil. I said, don't you bow to the devil. Don't even nod his way. You you don't deserve a nod from me. I'm I'm telling you. You've got to call yourself that. Amen. I'm the devil's master. Amen. I'm the devil's master. Man was designed to master him from the very beginning. The devil was not created in the image of God. Man was created in the image of God. The devil is a created being. He's an angel that was a created being for a purpose. But you are created in the image of God for a purpose. And that purpose is to exercise authority and dominion in the earth over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. Glory to God! 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 Oh, hallelujah! Glory! Hallelujah! The image of God. Glory. Ha ha. He was created for a purpose. And he abandoned his purpose. And perverted his glory. You and I were created in the image of God. For a purpose. And we're not going to abandon our purpose. And we're not going to pervert the glory of God. We're going to exercise our authority. We're going to stand and defeat the enemy on every course. Because he's a created being. But we're created in the God class. And we have all authority. In heaven and earth. Do you see that? We act like we're God. Mm, I'm, I'm acting like. We've been given what God said we've been given. I'm created in the image of God. When I walk in a room, every demon perks up. Every angel comes to attention. Hallelujah. Why? A God man's in the earth. A God woman just come in the door. One with authorities here. The angels come to attention. What do you need? What do you want? What do the devils do? Don't send this away. Have you ever thought about that? Do y'all got time? Can you give me five minutes? 
When Jesus showed up on the Isle of the Gadarenes, how many men was Jesus? How many men was Jesus? One. Did the book of Philippians say that Jesus laid aside all of his godlike powers and became a man? Did Jesus have to be filled with the Holy Spirit before he could do one work of power? He did, didn't he? He shows up, a man, full of God, on the Isle of the Gadarenes, and a man with multitude of demons, that his life was so destroyed that he couldn't live with clothes on. He broke chains, was in the, in the tombs, cutting himself night and day. And Jesus showed up. And for a split second, that man was in his right mind. And he came running to Jesus. Ha-ha. Uh-huh. Remember? And Jesus said, what's your name? Legion. Now, wait a minute. Why did he answer? Authority spoke. When, 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 when you speak to a person that's dealing with the demon, that demon will always talk. Unless you tell it, hold your peace and come out. Because it's got to respond. You're the one in authority. Now, listen. Charles Capps said, every angel is hardwired to do what you say. Every demon is hardwired to do what you say. Remember what Jesus said? He told them to leave. What'd they say? Don't send us out of the the country. Now, wait a minute. Listen, here's what this means. I know we got to go. But let us go into those pigs. Well, Jesus didn't care nothing about pigs. They were unclean. It it wasn't Jesus giving them an out. I I don't care as long as you go, but you're going. If there weren't any pigs there, they were going. Now, here's here's the thing. One man in authority commanded possibly 2,000 demons to go, and they all went. You see what I'm saying? When you walk in a room, every demon present starts cowering. I need you to understand something. The devil is more worried about you than you are about him. The devil is not what Hollywood makes him to be. He's not some towering figure. He's a fallen angel. He's an angel that had everything. And his pride destroyed it for him. And his pride will always destroy it for him. Because he actually thinks he can defeat you because he's so prideful. But all you got to do is resist him. And he'll flee from you. That's Bible. Now I'll close with this. If you ever listen to Brother Hagin much, he would tell stories about seeing into the spirit realm. And and I'll tell you two of them real quick. He told the story about the young lady that was dealing with cancer. And her uncle pastored the church and said, we're praying and believing that my niece is going to get healed while you're here. And he said she came up for prayer that last night that he prayed for her. And he said he saw into the spirit realm. And he saw on her left side where the cancer was, a demon, little demon, hanging onto her left side. Kind of looked like a little monkey. Something like that. No, it wasn't a bat. That was the lady that was the pastor's wife that was in the bed and that flew out the window. This like a little monkey. And he said, I saw it and I and I and I I said, I command you to leave her in Jesus' name. And he said, the demon looked at him and said, Well, I know if you tell me to, I have to, but I sure don't want to. And he said, I told him not only leave her, leave this building. And he said, that demon fell down on the ground like a little whip pup just whimpering. And he said, no, out the door you go. He said, that demon walked out and turned around, looked back at him. He said, nope, gone. He went out the door. Every instance that he dealt with, when that demon came to him and Jesus was teaching him about authority, and that demon came and started putting out that smoke screen, 
and jumping up and down and, and screaming yakety yak. And he said, I couldn't hear what Jesus said. And finally, I said to that demon, in the name of Jesus, shut up. I can't hear what Jesus is saying. And he said, that little demon just kerflop, fell on the floor and started quivering like a whip pup. Amen. J.R. Goodwin was in his church one time. And he said, and he said, Brother Hagin even said, he said, you would go there and preach. And it was like what words you were saying. It was like a rubber ball bouncing off the wall and hitting you back in your face. He said, people just weren't receiving. And he said, one day, J.R. Goodwin was out there praying, praying and praying in the Holy Ghost. And he laid down on the, on the, on the altar and he looked up in the, in the rafters and he saw like a big baboon up there, the demon spirit, confusing the minds of the people. And he said, I looked up there and I said, hey, fella, you got to come down. He said, that thing swung down on the rafters and dropped down on the pulpit. And he said, got on the floor and he was standing there looking at it. And he said, you got to get out of here in Jesus' name. He said, that, that demon just hung its head and walked out the door. And he said, he walked out the door. He said, I followed him out. And he was standing there in the front yard. And I said, no, you go all the way off this property. He, he ran down the, the, the road to a bar and ran into the bar. And the bar burned down that night. But he said the very next service, it was like a brand new church. But here's what I'm trying to get you to understand. None of those demons put up a fight. They don't have the armament. You resist them. They got to flee. I was, I was in our home in Kansas one night, and, I, and I'd been praying, and uh, I, just, I just looked over, and there by the steps at the home we had stood a little demon. And the first thing I said, I said, Lord, what's he doing here? He said, that's the spirit that's trying to cause division in a certain situation. I said, okay. And he wasn't looking at me. Now, you, you talk to him however you want. But I said, hey, bud, hey. He turned around and looked at me. And every demon I've ever seen has the saddest expression on their face. And I said, you got to get out of here. You got to go and don't mess with that situation anymore. All the weight on that situation lifted. Now, don't go around wanting to see demons. Just know you got authority over them. I said, you got authority over them. You are created in the image of God. They are fallen, disembodied spirits that have no authority over you. Don't go home tonight and talk about how the devil's fighting. Go home and talk about how defeated he is. If he's been fighting in your home, go stand in your living room and make a new declaration. You, you've been causing some problems, but it ends tonight. You'll go and walk through every room and tell, and tell whatever's there. You get. Amen. You don't got to call me to come walk through your house. Walk through your own house. Walk tall. Walk heavy. Walk strong. Amen. This is my house. Pull out the deed. Pull out the title and show them this is my house. I'm a man in the earth. I have a right to be here. You don't have a right to be here. You are a disembodied spirit that has no right to be here. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, glory. Say it out loud. I have authority. Over all the power of the enemy. Ah, say this. I walk on serpents and scorpions. I advance over all the power of the enemy. And nothing, nothing, nothing will by any means hurt me. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I don't care where you live either. Go take authority over it wherever you live. Amen. Violence is not going to touch my house. Violence is not going to touch my family. I take authority over it in the name of Jesus. 
Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Let's stand up, shall we? I hope you got something out of that tonight. Because I didn't preach myself happy. I preached myself hysterical. I'm telling you. I think Sunday morning we'll preach more on it. I only, I only got a quarter way through my notes. Have you ever thought about that? You're created in the image of God. What he was created to do, he stopped doing. You're created in the image of God for the purpose of walking in authority. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, thank you.